What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Once again, back with you in beautiful, sunny St. George, Utah. Uh, like I said last week, we were able to have uh, a little bit of a break with Thanksgiving. We were on the road. I was up in uh, beautiful, rainy uh, Portland, Oregon. And so it's good to be back here. Uh, I was able to get a lot of FBS football play uh, down, be able to watch it. I was able to eat some wonderful turkey. And I am happy to be talking to you guys today. So uh, just as kind of a recap, we did release two episodes last week. The first one uh, being... Uh, you know, our predictions, we'll go over that, where I was right, where I was wrong on that. And then we will follow by uh, kind of our observations and then what we think are going to, what's going to be happening this upcoming week. So kind of a, a, a laid back episode. Uh, we went from 24 to 16 teams. Uh, and so I cannot wait to get into this. So uh, the first game up that, that was on the docket that uh, I watched was, of course, Holy Cross playing Sacred Heart. Now, this one, I thought Holy Cross would actually edge out Sacred Heart a lot more than what they did. Uh, Holy Cross ended up winning 13-10, to so I got that right. I predicted 24-7. to I thought it'd be a little bit more scoring. Uh, Holy Cross, I believe, got their first ever uh, playoff victory. Huge shout-out to them. That was a, you know, a huge accomplishment. Uh, and, uh, you know, the Crusaders move on to the next round. However, they take on Villanova. And like I always say, I don't know uh, if I mentioned it, but I always try to take one upset. What's one potential upset that I can take that I think is going to happen? Now, uh, I took South Dakota this last week, uh, even though in my heart of hearts I thought that SIU would do it. And I do that for a few reasons. Number one, I always like to take an upset. You never know what's going to happen. And number two, um, usually uh, I'm wrong on something. And so it's like, at least if I say I'm wrong and I think that SIU is going to win, but I, you know, tell you guys, hey, I think South Dakota is going to win, uh, then it kind of is like, okay, I can, that's the one I want to be wrong on. But then, you know, I know that I thought SIU would win. But anyway, it's kind of this is the way I do it. And it's fun to predict an upset. And uh, I, when I was looking through second round upsets, a lot of people I think are kind of, uh, you know, there are some easy ones you can kind of pick off. Uh, for me, uh, I was actually thinking Holy Cross over Nova. Uh, but after watching Holy Cross play this last week, I just don't think that uh, they they really have the firepower, but we'll we'll get into that a little bit more uh, going in. But Holy Cross did win, uh, won thirteen to ten. Wonderful game, like I said, I predicted twenty four seven. So a little bit off, but correct nonetheless. Um, the next game up, I believe, was Kennesaw State against Davidson. Uh, now this was another one where I was like, oh, do I want to do it? Am I going against my better judgment? Actually, I I went with with my judgment on this one. And uh, even though I think that Kennesaw State's had a pretty watered-down schedule, they play in the Big South where really they, they really only had to worry about Monmouth this year, uh, the Owls looked great. And they play a really unique style of football, and it's not really, you know, most people aren't used to it. So I ended up taking the Owls, and uh, I said 45-24. Final score was 40 
8 to 21. So I was really close on that. Uh, I'd like to give myself a little pat on the back. Kind of felt like that would be the overall score and the outcome. Uh, Davidson, the Pioneer League, I just don't think preps these teams unless you're a legit, legit contender. Uh, I just don't know if they, they, they get you 100% ready to to play at Kennesaw State unless you had a really hard off-season or sorry non-conference not off-season is it not off-season non-conference play uh but but nonetheless super fun and uh, so we were right on the Kennesaw game Next one up was South Dakota State against UC Davis. Uh, this was in Brookings, and I uh, saw a tweet that was released from uh, just a guy that does a lot of sports betting. He said, and, you know, minus uh, plus 17 for UC Davis. You know, South Dakota State overvalued. Uh, UC Davis kind of undervalued here. And... Uh, I mean, I had them. I had them uh, beating them by more than that. Had it. Uh, well, I guess mine was fourteen. Uh, but when I when I really saw the line, I was like, well, I could add a couple more points because I really thought that South Dakota State was going to beat down on uh, UC. And honestly, that's what what really ended up happening was when I saw that. I did guess thirty five uh, to twenty one. Uh, but it ended up being 56 to 24, so a little bit more points on score on the South Dakota State. Once when I saw that UC Davis, just I thought they played kind of a, a watered down schedule, uh, despite playing in the Big Sky. Uh, they they did beat Weaver State, which at the time looked like a big win on the road, uh, but they lost to EWU and Sacramento State. So and then they lost a you know a boneheaded game uh, on the road in Pokey uh, to Idaho State. So really, just because they beat Tulsa doesn't mean that they were going to be anywhere near what I thought they would be uh, in the playoffs and beating a team as strong as South Dakota State. So uh, we were right there and a little off on the prediction, a few points on South Dakota State, but pretty much nailed UC Davis. Uh, the next game up, overtime, Stephen F. Austin against Incarnate Word. Now, uh, because I was in Portland and, uh, you know, I, I try to be respectful to, to my wife and her parents when, when we're on vacation, right? Um, I was following, I was watching on my phone while we were in downtown Portland. It was raining and uh, I got a text when when I was streaming the game and I was like, hey, are you watching this UIW game? And I said, yes, I am. You know, it's going into overtime. I was a little behind. I'm like, holy crap, we're, you know, we're going to overtime. And uh, honestly, I didn't think for a second that, that UIW wasn't going to win. Uh, I ended up predicting 28-27. Uh, I thought it would be really, really close. Uh, I thought that uh, Incarnate Ward's offense would do it in the end. I thought Stephen F. Austin would have, you know, was this game was on Honestly, the, one of my favorite games that I was most looking forward to this week. And uh, it, it really showed out. It was an awesome game going into overtime, 35-28. Uh, UIW moves on. And, uh, you know, their, their recompense, their, I, I don't know if that's the right word, their uh, uh, trophy, so to speak, is to play uh, the number one team in the nation, number one seed in the nation, Sam Houston, uh, the next week. So, Excited to, to watch them uh, going forward. But I was right. Uh, you know, I knew it was going to be a close game, and it gave us everything they wanted and more. UIW looked great, and uh, we'll get into what I think is going to happen this next week. Uh, next game up, kind of a boring one uh, over in Cheney, 19-9. EWU won. Uh, I honestly should have thought that it would be a little bit uh, lower scoring, but I knew that Northern Iowa could score points, and I thought Eastern Washington having the number two t uh, offense in the country 
country would be able to score a few more points, but Eastern Washington delivered uh, 19 to nine, and uh, they looked really good doing it. Uh, you know, the line actually closed out. It's kind of interesting that they have the lines now for the playoffs uh, at minus five and a half, and so definitely uh, take that that with EWU. Give me the points in EWU. They played phenomenal. And looking for kind of a, a, a revenge game, uh, even though they beat Montana uh, in the regular season. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, so up next, we did have UT Martin against Missouri State. Uh, UT Martin actually ends up winning. I I thought that uh, that. Missouri State would win. Now it was super close. It was a one-point game. What could you do? Uh, the line was 17 and a half. I thought that was bananas uh, that they would put that in there. I knew that UT Martin would be a better uh, game. I had a 6.33 to 27. Uh, you know, some calls uh, went the Bears' way, and I was like, I you know what? They're going to win because of that. UT Martin was able to survive. They were able to do that. Uh, and they proved everyone wrong. And, and you know, I think there's going to be a lot of overreaction to uh, what we saw and an overreaction to uh, an awesome, phenomenal win uh, in Missouri from the Skyhawks. Uh, a lot of people are like, well, they're going to, you know, they're going to go on. They can make a run. And, and it's quite possible. Uh, but they played. Let's just leave it that they had a phenomenal game. I believe that was also the first ever uh, playoff win in coach history. That was, I mean, I'm a huge UT Martin Skyhawks fan. We've interviewed them. We talk about UT Martin. They're one of my favorite teams to cheer for. If they are on ESPN+, Plus, they are definitely on one of my favorite eight screens that I'm streaming on. Love UT Martin. I just thought that Missouri State, after watching them in, in St. George the week previous, that they were going to get the win. I was proven wrong. Congratulations to uh, Coach Simpson and the Skyhawks. And, uh, and, of course, friend of the show, Chris Pelosi, out there as a defensive coordinator. Uh, the final two games, we've already kind of touched on it. I did take South Dakota. They were my upset pick of the week. Even though they were uh, at home, I said, you know what? I think the difference is going to be the Dakota Dome. I think it's going to be rocking. And, uh, but I was wrong. And uh, I actually took South Dakota to win 27-24. to They end up losing 22-10. to And uh, really kind of uh, SIU, uh, I honestly felt like it never was really much of a game. It felt like SIU was kind of a, in a class of their own. And when you look over SIU's schedule, uh, they were playing really good football at the beginning of the year and uh, kind of struggled down the stretch. Remember uh, winning only one of their last three and that win was over Indiana State with losses to UNI, Missouri State, and Youngstown State. So, but they had a couple of close wins. I said they're living on a prayer, man, going to overtime against Western Illinois, going to overtime against South Dakota State. What more do you want? You know, they're gonna, they're you're going to lose eventually. And also, uh, a game against North Dakota in which the the kicker for North Dakota missed two field goals. They only won by three. Uh, so really, I was I was skeptical of this team. I thought South Dakota was peaking at the right time, playing really good football. Uh, I was proven wrong. SIU kind of just showed, honestly, uh, I, I felt I felt like it came down to playoff uh, experience over, you know, uh, who's better than, well, you know, one team better than the other. They were really, really close uh, in in the algorithm that I put, 33 and a half to 34. So it was going to be within uh, a really close margin. But SIU was able to win. I can't believe that, that uh, you know, that they were able to do that. Congratulations to the Salukis. Can't wait to watch you uh, in the next round. And finally, the other game that I was really, really looking forward to, this is a game that 
I had said multiple times, I don't know who to pick. Uh, I ended up settling on Southeast Louisiana, mainly because of Cole Kelly and his arm and his talent, his leadership, uh, and Florida A&M never uh, being in this situation. Southeast Louisiana, Southeast Louisiana is uh, a, a staple. Uh, they've been there uh, you know, quite a few times. They're they're really good in the Southland. They knew what was up. So I ended up going with them, and uh, I knew it was going to be you know a high-flying game. I predicted 42-24. to 24. I thought thought that the Rattlers would uh, play a little bit better than what they did. Ends up closing out as 38 to 14, kind of. Uh, I thought it would be a little bit higher scoring. Uh, obviously, I was pretty much good on the uh, on the Southeast Louisiana side. Uh, Florida A&M, congratulations to getting in. It was a first HBCU in a very long time into the playoffs uh, because they have their, their I believe it's the Celebration Bowl, if I remember what correctly that it's called. They, they have a bowl game between the two best uh, or, yeah, the two best uh, HBCU teams or, and, and so they do it a little bit differently in the SWAC and the MEAC and so to take the third best team was something to get into the playoffs and that's what's going to give them more, more, uh, you know, ammo to get reloaded for next year. Uh, Jackson State's a really fun team to watch. Prairie View A&M as well. And, uh, you know, HBCU football, awesome to watch. Tune in if you have a moment, too. It's really good football. But uh, the Rattlers fall to the Lions, and the Lions move on. So, with all that said, obviously wrong on two. The upset over UT Martin, I think 99% of everyone had uh, taking had taken Southeast or sorry, not Southeast Louisiana, Missouri State, huge upset. Can't wait to get into this next round. And so here we go. We have two Friday games this week. And so uh, I believe this is going to give me a little bit extra time uh, that I'm really looking forward to in where I can really analyze. You know, when you have uh, games, you know, two games at, at noon, two games at one, two games at two, and it kind of stacks up, you know, you only have so many, so many TVs, right, in the house to be watching these games, and I always watch them, uh, but uh, to really sit down and, and really, you know, watch and 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 see what your eyes are telling you, see what's happening with the defense, uh, you know, being uh, a son of a defensive coordinator. You know, what kind of defense are they in? Are they able to adjust when the man goes in motion? Do they have a, are they sitting in zone? Are they moving to man when he's coming across? Are they adjusting the backers? What is the line doing? What kind of stunts are they doing? I'm watching for that. And then on the offense, are they able to get their playmakers in space? Are they on a rhythm? Those kind of things are things that I think everyone can see, uh, but it takes a little bit of a trained eye to watch it enough times to see what's happening. Uh, I know that a lot of people like to uh, sit back and relax and you're talking, uh, my football watching, I'm very intent and, uh, you know, note-taking, liking what I'm watching, noting down those players that are making a difference because those are the players that are going to be making the difference in round two, round three, into the championship game and so on. Uh, so the first game up on Friday... Now it is 5 o'clock Mountain Time, so I believe that's 7 o'clock Eastern Time, uh, is Villanova against Holy Cross. Just like I had said previously, I had actually thought, hey, if I'm going to take an upset, if I'm going to say upset, because now we have seeded teams, maybe Holy Cross can pull off this, this upset. Maybe the Crusaders can do it. After watching them against uh, Sacred Heart, I just don't think they have the offensive firepower to hang on to Nova. Nova did beat James Madison. They kind of lost a, a, a head-scratching game against William & Mary. We'll let you have a mulligan. 
same thing with JMU. We've got to give them a mulligan. But I just think that Villanova now having, uh, I want to be honest, I've only watched Nova a few times because they're on Flow Sports. Uh, and it doesn't, you know, with you, with everyone else being on ESPN Plus, it's really easy to throw up, you know, eight games here, you know, twelve games on the with the iPad and the phone and everything. It's really easy to get all these teams. Uh, but with Flow Sports, it's it's different. It's only it's kind of a one-off one. I haven't watched too many Villanova games, so I'm really interested to watch them and how they perform in this environment. I think uh, as long as Villanova is not getting their head kind of peeking around the corner, which a lot of people are taking Nova to go far into this uh into the into the playoffs uh kind of peeking their head around the corner as long as they're just able to take care of business i think that they'll be able to do good i think uh in the first half it's going to be close we have the technically now statistically the number one defense in holy cross against the number three defense in villanova so it's going to be close uh but i think that uh nova in the end is going to get uh their playmakers in space they're going to do a few things uh i think they're going to force a turnover or two and get that rolling and that's what's going to be the difference my final prediction on this game is 27 14 for villanova uh, as they move into the if you want to call it the elite eight from the sweet 16 uh moving on to the next round and honestly that would be a very intriguing matchup uh of what we're going to be seeing in the next round but we'll get into that here in a minute so that's kind of how i see it like i said i wanted to take holy cross after watching them not a soul on them uh it was a really good season you got a playoff win that's something you can hang your hat on that's something you can hang your hat on in recruiting Definitely, definitely, definitely an awesome season for them. If they win, I will take it all back and I will apologize to Holy Cross for this. But right now I'm taking Nova 27 to 14. Now remember, I do my predictions by round. Uh, like I said, had I taken Holy Cross over Nova, I'd be sweating it really bad right now. And I would be probably trying to justify all the defensive stats that they're going to have. And uh, it's going to be, get yucky. It's a northeast game. It's cold. It could be snowy. It could be rainy. It could be nasty weather. Uh, and that you know goes more towards the defense. Now uh, Villanova played uh, a harder schedule. Uh, but Holy Cross is gritty but like I said I think Villanova pulls it out in the end and I'm glad that I do it round by round after I'm able to watch these teams a little bit closer and uh, see how injuries have affected or see what's being done how a coach adjusts so that's something that I really do like uh, the line is Villanova minus 13 my line is is 13 exactly and and what's funny is I didn't even uh, I didn't even I just wrote these numbers down uh, I wrote down all the games the lines hadn't been released yet once when I was kind of just writing it down uh, once when we got back from Portland in my little notebook here and uh, I made my predictions I went through the stats and then now I'm just looking at what the live line is minus 13 so that's spot on what I think with Nova uh, I would maybe uh, go Nova and the points because I'm at 13 exactly Exactly, and uh, if you if you're into bending or whatever, and say 28 to 14, my final prediction is 27 to 14. I think it's spot on. I think that's a wonderful line uh, that the bookmakers are doing. Moving on to EWU versus Montana, another crazy line here as I'm kind of looking through it because I haven't looked at the line I'm pulling it up on my computer as I'm kind of going through these things so it should be fun so uh, these teams played once before it was on the Inferno and honestly uh, watching that game it was
was on ESPN2. I don't know what was going on with the West Coast teams. Uh, they just didn't play that night. Uh, but they ended up winning 34-28. to This is Eastern Washington, right? And as you look at them, they were able to beat UNLV, uh, Division Two Central Washington, mopped up against the, the Big Sky, had a stinker against Weaver State. One-point loss. Hard, hard, hard game. Can't really put too much on it. Lost to Montana State at home. Now, Weaver State and Montana State were both on the Infernal. Those are ugly, ugly losses. You don't want to lose at home. But it was by three points, so you could kind of consider a good loss. The week after, go on the road, beat UC Davis, and I believe that was the Fog Bowl, and uh, then you're able to win at home against Northern Iowa. Now you're moving on to Montana. And Honestly, in my opinion, I thought that the committee kind of disrespected uh, Eastern Washington. Montana, yes, only had two losses, Sacramento State and Eastern Washington. But I believe, and, and they did have a, a, a win over Washington. But I believe because of that uh, UC Davis uh, game and that Weber State game made it where Eastern Washington had a little bit tougher of a schedule. Yes, they had two losses, uh, and but I really thought that uh, EWU was was kind of disrespected, putting Montana as the seed. Now this is setting up for a perfect rematch, perfect rivalry. I think EWU is going to be going for blood because they didn't get the first round by. Uh, Montana should be on the road visiting uh, Cheney Washington this this uh, you know this weekend on uh, this Friday night. I cannot watch wait to watch this game. I think this game is going to be absolutely phenomenal now that being said my prediction and it's and and honestly i'm going against everything grew up a weaver state fan uh, you know when montana came we booed them we you know booed montana we didn't like them uh they were kind of the the rivals for us and uh, it was always fun to go to the montana weaver state game because it was always really intense i've seen montana play weaver state in the playoffs a couple years ago all of that being said, I think that Montana is going to win. And the reason why is home field advantage, and it is really, really hard to beat a team twice. Now, I want to my controversy dig myself down the road here, uh, but it's really hard to beat a team twice in one year. I think on the road, now they're both in cold weather. I don't know if that's going to be a factor. I think EWU is a, a really good football team, but it's really hard to beat a team twice especially on the road. I think Montana wins 24 to 21 and I will be cheering for Eastern Washington as we do that. That's kind of how it is. I can think that, but I'm going to be cheering for a team because you know what? I like the grant. I want the story, the underdog, the disrespected. I like that storyline. So I'm going with uh, Montana 24-21. Again, another curious line. It's minus three. If I was me, I would rather be betting uh, uh, the EWU plus three, saying that it's going to be closer than what I think it is. Uh, but that home field advantage really swings in Montana's favor. Uh, and, you know, you look at it, they're almost even across the board as far as, Washington, or as, far as uh, defense and offense. Wonderful game. Can't wait to watch it. Next up, now this goes into our Saturday games. Uh, we have Kennesaw State against uh, ETSU, visiting ETSU. And uh, this is, I, I guess you would consider this an upset uh, in some people's eyes. And maybe this is... Uh, 
you know, as I'm as I'm saying this, this could be considered the upset, but we'll get later into my my predictions in a few minutes. But I think that Kennesaw State uh, wins, and here is why. Now, Kennesaw State is getting the money uh, on them. The line is actually plus two and a half. For EWU, the line opened at minus one and a half for EWU. It's kind of flipped in Kennesaw State's favor. I think ETSU is a good football team. I think that they have uh, an adequate defense and a decent offense. Uh, but again, kind of like uh, when SIU that I said, they kind of play living on a prayer. Firm in game 17 to 13. They lost to Chattanooga 16 to 21. Beat VMI by just a score. They beat Western Carolina, which was really close through three quarters. They beat Mercer by three points. And honestly, that Mercer game, they should have lost. Mercer threw two interceptions in the fourth quarter. All they had to do was not do that and turn the ball over, and they beat ETSU. I think Kennesaw State is a good team, and I think that they are playing with that a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, just like EWU of not getting that that first round by. I think that Kennesaw State has a better um, defense and an, an offense that will be able to hang with ETSU. Uh, they play a really unique style of football. And I think the Owls beat them despite, you know, uh, the pageantry of ETSU and the season that they've been able to have. I think that Kennesaw State knocks them up, uh, knocks them uh out of contention, and I think as you know, as we kind of move on, uh, you know, Kennesaw State's looking with, for a really interesting matchup, uh, a third round matchup, as they kind of continue to to stumble and bumble around here, uh, moving on through the playoffs. The next game up, uh, so oh, sorry, my prediction on this one, I said thirty-one to thirty for Kennesaw State. Uh, so if you got that line at minus one and a half for ETSU, obviously hammer it, uh, hit that line at. Minus one and a half, but right now it's plus two and a half. Uh, you don't have the hook of plus three, which that's a good number in my opinion. Uh, so uh, I would say Kennesaw State, uh, obviously only by one. So then I would be taking the ETSU plus two and a half if it was today. Again, I probably stay away with this uh, from this. Uh, I wouldn't be putting any money. I can't because I'm in Utah. But uh, you know, betting's really interesting, and uh, you really want to see what ETSU is going to come out off of a buy, what they're going to look like, and uh, this next round really hammer that ETSU line if they do in fact win, but I think Kennesaw State's going to win. Next up, we have Southeast Louisiana traveling to James Madison. Now, uh, the line is kind of interesting on this. I think it's a lot bigger than what it should be. Uh, one of the ones that I've actually disagreed with. Southeast Louisiana has an amazing offense going up JMU, the number two defense in the land, only behind Holy Cross right now. The only reason why I'm going with JMU in this spot is at home. They play absolutely phenomenal. They don't lose at home. I think traveling from uh, you know warm Louisiana up to uh, cold Virginia is going to have an effect. I think Cole Kelly is still going to have a big game, but I think this is where you know when rubber really meets the road. I think that JMU's uh, defense is good, playing a uh, you know a lot better, playing a really good schedule. Not to throw shade at FAMU, uh, but they had played kind of a weak schedule, so they should have the best defense. JMU played a tough defense, having the number two defense or a tough schedule with the number two defense. They're legit. I'm taking the Dukes, 35-27. So I'd be taking the points plus 11 for Selah right now. The line's minus 15 for JMU. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than that, but I think that Jam James Madison really keeps it out of reach of Southeast Louisiana, and they're never able 
to gain that traction going forward. Uh, again, making for another interesting matchup uh, against Montana would be my prediction. Uh, but obviously cheering for, uh, you know, these teams like JMU. JMU is a staple in the playoffs. I'm be cheering for South Louisiana. I want the upset. I'm just going with my gut and my prediction. Next up, we have UIW Incarnate Word on the road against Sam Houston. And this is another one that I debated. Now, the line is at 13.5 for uh, Sam Houston and... The monies obviously came in on Sam Houston uh, with the line moving from 12.5 to 13.5. So they're saying Sam Houston wins by two scores. And as I look at the the stats, uh, Sam Houston's defense is good. They are a legit team. I think they're the overall best team. But I think the overall team is good because they're good as a collective. That's including special teams. When you're looking at just offense and defense, obviously I think their offense is better than their defense. UIW has a phenomenal offense. They got their first win. And I think that uh, Incarnate Word uh, really could be the best team that Sam Houston has seen quite honestly this entire season. Uh, NAU not much, SEMO not much, and you really start to go through it. Stephen F. Austin uh, only, you know, they beat him by one point with, I believe Stephen F. Austin had a chance to win. Uh, they had a kick that was just, uh, if I remember wide right, uh, but really close game. UAW did beat uh, Stephen F. Austin. Now, we don't use a transitive property in football because it's all about matchups, but I think this game is going to be a lot, a lot closer than what people are, are, are thinking right now. Minus 13 and half seems like uh, a lot right now to be giving the Sam Houston team and um, so right now I would be taking UIW and the points I would eat that 13 and a half and uh, I'd be I think the final score is going to be 56 to 52 I think it's going to be so high flying uh, as we're as I'm sitting here watching it that it's really going to come down to the defense I think Sam Houston's defense is just a little bit better than UIW's and that makes a difference being at home makes a difference and uh, but it looks like there might be a little bit of rain in the forecast can't wait to watch it uh and uh, we'll be definitely watching uh that game one of my favorite games of the weekend moving on to the ndsu siu game uh now i know i'm going to completely contradict myself i just you know went into a, a beautiful soliloquy of why uh why you know it's hard to beat a team twice in one season and all of these things and you look at this North Dakota State team and and their matchups they just dominate they really just play absolutely phenomenal football and they might get matched up with with people that they they've seen before in the season uh i mean obviously they they, they didn't play uh siu this year but a missouri valley team i kind of consider it they all play a uh, similar style and if i remember correctly these teams did meet in the spring uh way back uh yeah, I believe these two met. I could be wrong, though. Uh, these teams know each other, and I think it's going to be closer uh, than what a lot of people anticipate. A lot of people just, you know, they're going to bet uh, North Dakota State just because they're North Dakota State. And uh, honestly, I think the Fargo Dome is what the difference is. I like this SIU team. I liked what I saw last week. I just think the Bison are just a little bit better, and I'm going to be taking uh, NDSU. The line's 14 right now. My prediction 
option would be 35 to 24. So obviously I'd be taking the points. I'd be taking SIU as the underdog. I do like that. I think it's going to be a lot closer. Uh, I even think that in, uh, SIU could maybe even get up to 27, a 35 to 27 score, kind of like that JMU game. Uh, but I think NDSU just gets out and just maintains their lead. The way that you need to beat NDSU is getting out to lead getting up, you know, 10 points, 14 points, and then maintaining that lead, not letting them come back as they make their adjustments. They're wonderful at the Fargo Dome. It is hard to beat them there. I'm going to be taking them. Final two games, and uh, these should be the fun ones. We have UT Martin uh, on the road against Montana State and South Dakota State against Sacramento State. So first, the Montana State uh, game. A lot of people are cooling on Montana State, and you can see it uh, as far as uh, predictions and things. People are talking about, uh, you know, UT Martin was able to get a gritty, you know, slobber nose slobber mouth football win in Missouri they played phenomenal kind of a under the uh, radar dark horse this is a good team uh, I think they had their big win that this last week the main thing is going up to uh, Montana State that is going to be a difficult difficult place to play that's not a place that you want to be uh, you know at Bobcat Stadium in Bozeman you don't want to just be sitting there uh, playing a playoff game uh, the last time we saw this Montana State game was at the Brawl of the Wild they did not look good they didn't look great against Idaho and they barely beat uh, EWU uh, so they've been hot and cold they did beat down on Idaho State I just think again kind of like NDSU I think it sets it up uh, for uh, more so an at home win uh, a lot of people were predicting Missouri State to beat Montana State uh, I did think that Missouri State would beat UT Martin but I'm going to hold strong on this Montana State prediction I think it's going to be close I'm going to go 22 to 17 the Lions minus 12 and a half I think it's going to be closer than what the odds maker thinks it is uh, I would be taking that that Montana State line and uh, I think it's going to be this is going to be another one of the better games uh, this weekend these last you know three that we've talked about they've been you know intri intricate they're going to be a lot of nuance a lot of storylines Montana State if they can come out and really smash down and beat down on this UT Martin team I think a lot of people are going to have faith in them uh, to take on if if my bracket holds Sam Houston or even if UIW makes it a UIW uh, Montana State is a good team they've got to jump start this offense though uh, I don't know if it's to get maybe a trick player to get something funky get something down the field and uh, then just settle in and play hard-nosed defense that I know final score that I'm guessing 22-17 taking uh, UT Martin plus 12 and a half but Montana State to win the final game and everyone is predicting this and this is why I said uh, I think that this one might be an upset but it really isn't is that they have the, the this line is crazy South Dakota State against uh, Sacramento State open plus nine in favor of the Jackrabbits now this is being played in Sacramento now you're going to say well Tyler I remember the last time we saw Sacramento State they lost uh, to Austin P flew across country that was the reason why I actually predicted South uh, Sacramento State to win that game you're not going to travel across country that's too hard and they did it and I think South Dakota State's a great football team but you want to know something I also believe that Sacramento State had all of 2020 because they didn't play to remember what happened in 2019 that was if I remember correctly don't quote me on it but I remember that being either their first or one of their first appearances in the playoffs this team is experienced now they know what it's like these guys play great 
football. They have a good offense and a good defense. They are balanced. So is South Dakota State. I'm not taking that away. But I've seen South Dakota State lose this year. I've watched both of these teams multiple, multiple times. And I think Sacramento State plays just wonderfully sound, sound football. And uh, I think that they win. Uh, They play... Uh, just great football. They've lost. The last time they lost was back in September. They've been able to pull off a couple of close wins. They've been able to win big. Uh, I think that uh, Sacramento State at home, having the experience uh, and, and thinking about that Austin P game, I think propels them to the win. Uh, South Dakota State, obviously, a lot more experience going to the, uh, the, the championship last year and losing to... Uh, losing to Sam Houston eventually in the in the title game. Very interesting to see this. I would love, I think whomever wins this game has an awesome matchup against Villanova. It'd be probably my favorite, favorite third round game or quote-unquote elite eight game. But I'm going to be taking Sacramento State. The line is eight and a half. I would say Sacramento State plus eight and a half. I actually have Sac State winning by just one point. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I think that both of these teams are phenomenal. But I really think that that uh, doesn't sit well with, with Sacramento State with that playoff loss. Uh, when they had another good season. They had a great season this year. Uh, I think that that, uh, the, that coaching staff is going to be able to fix those mistakes that, that were had in that game, and they're going to be able to pull it out in the end. So that, those are my predictions. And uh, I might be right, might be wrong. You never know. But I'm going to put them out there for you. Uh, I'm going to watch, uh, listen, learn more. I'm going to spend a lot of time watching YouTube, uh, watching the podcast out there on FCS. I want to hear what you guys are saying. Thank you for the questions. Uh, I want to do uh, kind of a question and answer uh, podcast with some of the questions they have. They have phenomenal questions uh, in my inbox that I have. But we're going to continue to truck on. That's how I see it. Uh, hopefully I answered some of the ones that I had from this last week and, and really hone in on this. The second round matchups are going to be great. Uh, you know, we'd be having a, a Villanova if they win versus a South Dakota State or a Sacramento State great second round matchup. If Montana does in fact win, or even EWU against a JMU or Southeast Louisiana, another great, great, you know, third round matchup. And that's really what it's about, is I don't want to see, I know that everyone says it, uh, North Dakota State, the amount of championships. I don't like seeing uh, a team just run through it every single year. That's not what I want to have nuance. I want to have not not too much parity, but this this format allows for parity for a South Dakota State who went to the championship uh, to be on the road, uh, you know, favored, but on the road against Sacramento State. This is going to be a great another weekend of football. Those are my predictions. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I hope you guys are able to enjoy this. And uh, next week, we'll kind of do the same thing. We'll break it down, what we saw. Some of, We can maybe even get into some of the performance that I like. We had to cover a lot of ground. I mean, we're going over a lot of games. Uh, we just went over 16 games, uh, you know, eight from last week, eight from this week. Uh, so a lot of time we spent, we covered a lot. So we'll just do basic predictions. I'll get a little bit as I watch going forward and why I'm going to pick the way I do. So there it is. Tune in Friday night uh, to the Nova game and the Montana game. And then also tune in to all the games on Saturday. You guys have a wonderful week. Let's keep this ball rolling.